Hi, this is Nick Maddock, CEO of Maddock Hop Farms, and you are listening to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. It suddenly became legal for the first time in generations for real estate developers to essentially to advertise their deals online, to raise money online. And so these two things kind of came in to focus at exactly the same time. On the one hand, I was learning so much from my students. And on the other hand, I could see this opportunity to apply these techniques that I was learning from my students to real estate. This is Dream Chasers, episode 83, with Dr. Adam Gower. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their careers. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Adam Gower. Adam is the host of the Real Estate Crowdfunding Show, Syndication in the Digital Age. He's originally from Manchester, England, although he likes to joke with individuals and tell them that he's from Lubbock, Texas, just to see how they respond. Adam earned his PhD at UCL, which is a very remarkable university as well, I should say. And now Adam lives in a different part of the world, Beverly Hills, California. Adam, thank you for coming on the show today. And do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? Adam, thank you very much indeed for having me. Opening remarks, gosh, only that it's a pleasure to, uh, to meet you. I know that we've uh, communicated by email before. I'm sorry, by, uh, by email and also uh, on social media. So it's nice to actually meet you in person. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, pleasure to have you. And guys, I first discovered Adam through another common name that you hear on this show, Michael Flight, my, my boss, the managing principal, I should say, as well at Concordia Realty. Uh, he's a big fan of Adam's show. And we've both extracted a significant amount of knowledge from you, Dr. Gower. So thank you for, for your show. It's definitely going to be a big focus of our chat here today. Sure, you're welcome. And I know that you've been listening to the show for all three seasons. So uh, you should, I should award you a, a season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's season four starting to look like? Well, you know what? I'm still on season three. It's interesting you should ask that actually, because I do, in fact, uh, for clients, some of my clients I actually produce podcasts. And one of them just hit 26 episodes of their own and asked, when is it time to move on to another series? And I think that unless you are changing the real orientation of your, um, of your season, there's no reason to change the series. So I'm on series three, and it's focused entirely on digital marketing best practices for real estate developers who want to raise money online. And I don't have any immediate intention to, uh, to change that theme. Mm -hmm. And one thing that it really it kind of hits me now, and I guess this could be a compliment for you, but anything that uh, has to do with marketing online, raising money online, that tends to be something that, for example, someone like myself, I'm a kind of a millennial, I'm 28 years old. That's what the, the younger crowd is teaching. You've got some experience under your belt. Let's say that. I still think, I believe you're a pretty young guy too, <laughs> but you're not, you're a little bit out of uh, your, your demographic in regards to what you're teaching. How did you find yourself working with the internet so closely? 
You know, Adam, that's a really good question. And I am very seldom on this side of the, uh, of the interview. You know, I, I, t- I speak to people all the time and I interview them. That's a really, really good question and really cool idea and insight. So I teach or have taught uh, university uh, students about real estate investment and finance, particularly uh, how to invest in real estate deals online through crowdfunding and how to raise money online. Now, uh, I like to tell them that I am a late blooming millennial. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I've actually been, because I know this is an audio podcast, I've actually been in real estate for well over 30 years. Um, I, like, I, also say, I also like to tell them that as far as my experience in real estate is concerned, I certainly have a 30-year head start over them. Now, you're 28 years old, but as a millennial, as a true millennial, you actually have 30 years head start over me in digital media, right? Even though you're only 28 years old. So I like (laughs) to see this dynamic. So I, my, actually my pathway to digital marketing was fairly simple, actually. There was an abrupt moment uh, after the last downturn when all my business kind of dried up because I was focused on doing divestments of non-performing assets that had emerged during the last downturn. So this was around when you were 18, right? Uh, when the last major downturn hit, or even longer actually, now 2007. So you're even younger than that, still at high school. Around My there, students yeah. were, you know, were still whatever. They were still in preschool, for heaven's sake, it's <laughs> that long ago almost. And so I got very heavily involved in uh, for working for a bank and private equity in working on distressed assets. And so when the market picked up, all of that good stuff went away. And I decided to reinvent, actually, myself and started to do some seed investing in startups. So I, I buried myself in a, um, an incubator at the local university. So I was surrounded by students. And I started listening to their pitches for their own startups. And they were all digital media oriented. I have to tell you, Adam, it was like they were speaking a foreign language. I had absolutely no clue what they were talking about. And at around the same time as I was listening to these super bright, forgive me for saying it, these super bright kids talking about a a powerful tool that I had no exposure to, the laws changed, (laughs) right? For real estate developers, the laws changed. And it suddenly became legal for the first time in generations for real estate developers to essentially to advertise their, their deals online, to raise money online. And so these two things kind of came in to focus at exactly the same time. On the one hand, I was learning so much from my students. And on the other hand, I could see this opportunity to apply these techniques that I was learning from my students to real estate. And then I realized, actually, and then it was, and that's basically what I did. I, the first thing I did to be precise was I started a podcast. I started listening to podcasts about how to do a podcast, actually. It was the first thing I listened to. I listened to hours and hours. And that was a foreign language as well, complete foreign language. 
And then I learned how to build a website. Uh, in fact, my, if I may plug it momentarily, in Absolutely. fact, the time is going to be completely off, I know, because of the way we schedule these things. But I've got a podcast coming up on how to build a website using a page builder. And I discovered that, and it was totally eye-opening. I'd been always utterly intimidated by the internet, frankly. Uh, I had spent time, before I discovered this opportunity, erasing my name from the internet. Right? <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know what I had not personally told them. And so as these, this door, this, this um, uh, Aladdin's cave, of goodies opened up to me and I went in and discovered this unbelievable opportunity. Uh, it just got me really excited and I, I become reasonably capable in digital marketing as a result. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a great explanation description of leading into the next question, Adam. Uh, we're now going to step into the next level chamber. When did you first realize that your podcast, the real estate crowdfunding show, was something that you really wanted to take to the next level? Uh, right. So, like I mentioned, so I had the, my first podcast was uh, Professors and Professionals. So I interviewed professors and uh, real estate professionals about real estate. That went down one path. Then it switched, and I started talking to, to my series two, I started talking to crowdfunding experts and actually ended up writing a book called leaders of the crowd and now i have this new podcast it started at the beginning of 2019 and i've been going pretty solidly every week uh, and it is the next level it's an exploration of best practices that have been employed in digital marketing by other industries adam this is nothing new it's just new real estate developers and so what I've done is to embark on essentially PhD level analysis and study of digital marketing. I've employed all the techniques myself. I test everything on my own website and on my own practice before rolling it out to others. And the podcast series itself is an exploration of best practices. I figure, look, I'm learning every day. So whenever there's something that I'm not really that sure about. I look somebody, I look up online to find out who's a world expert and I give them a call and ask them if they'll be on the podcast and uh, then ask them everything that I want to know right, yeah. about this yeah, particular right. subject. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's really, it's a lot of fun, actually. I think that's, that's um, probably one thing that I found uh, early on, if you listen to probably the first 25 episodes or so, of Dream Chasers, it was very systematic and the questions that I asked, very repetitive. And not that the interviews were bad, they were just, they weren't me all the time. And now that I've switched to this more conversational style that we're having right now, the questions that I'm asking you are, you know, for the most part, things that, that I really want to know. And it sounds like that's how you've grown your show as well. And it seems like that would be my advice to anyone listening who's thinking about doing your own show. Ask questions that don't don't put uh, your listeners too far in front of where your head is at. You know, ask questions based on what you really would like to know. 
Yeah, and look, you know, I start to think about, look, we want, we want people, it's, it's, nice, it's nice to be able to talk about oneself as we're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. But in terms of, of giving value to listeners, look, that's kind of the core of everything that you want to be doing online. You want to be providing value. And so by discovering and learning in real time, as, uh, as you do and as I do on my show, about some really advanced concepts, in real estate syndication, not only do you learn as the host and as the presenter, but by definition, your audience will also learn. And that's kind of the key lesson for anything at all that you do online. This is something that in our pre-chat we talked about, that you don't want to be always putting out online, you know, buy now, buy now, you know, here's a great listing, buy now. All right, so that's, that's hard advertising. Uh, in fact, uh, I heard this expression, um, but I'm not sure if I can quote who said it, but um, selling is smelling. Right? Yes. So this actually was Yona Weiss, who I interviewed just earlier today, as you know, for my podcast, right? That wasn't <laughs> okay. you that said that, was it? I think he, well, okay, so I didn't take it. I, didn't, I can't say that I took it from Yona either, but he's been on my show. That's so funny. He's been on my show, and if, if anyone who's, I've probably said, if you're going to be selling, you're going to be smelling at least 20 <laughs> times. But I, I always say that I didn't even get it from me. So it's just one, it's just one of those. Right, quotes, exactly. right? <laughs> well, you know, but that's the point, right? That, that what you want to do is you want to educate, educate. Uh-huh. You want to create a relationship with the people that you are communicating with in your podcast in some way or whatever content, uh, content you're putting out there. You're, you're not selling. Everything that you put out there has to be on message. It has to be targeted specifically uh, to your value proposition, but it's not a sales pitch. You're educating people on what you're doing through your lens, right? Mm -hmm. Who else is that? There is no central school of real estate. There isn't. There's no, there are certificates that are bound, but everybody understands the real estate industry through the lens of their own personal experience. Uh, and and uh, triumphs and travails right through their career and it is through that lens that they relate to deals and that's what you want to be educating people about is your experience absolutely and so now i have a, a two-part question here one is for my listeners that really don't know a whole lot about real estate but want to get started want to create maybe a digital platform which would allow them to really grow their own business exponentially would be um, so this this first question for that group is um, where how would you get started if you were uh, you know 25 again right now and looking to create a, a business around crowdfunding and syndication and then actually I'll save I'll save the second question for after this one but yeah let's go ahead and answer this one first yeah so I love it when people say to me that's a really good question so it's a really <laughs> good question Adam good Thank question uh, or right, I'm gonna be dead dead, candid, and straight with you right now. The answer to your question is, right now, don't do it, (laughs) right? Why? Because we are right on the verge of the next recession. In my view, will be a major recession, uh, and a lot of people are going to get very badly hurt. If you have not lived through a significant downturn in the real estate industry, you simply cannot understand what it's all about. It does happen and we're right on the verge of it. So for those who are starting out today, this is my recommendation to you. First of all, 
use the skills that you've got in understanding the digital world, right? Social media, the key platforms that, that the industry uses today are YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook primarily, right? Some on Instagram, but those are the primarily pla primary platforms. Second, start to create some good content. It might be a podcast. It might be a podcast that explores the economic dynamic or the, uh, the dynamics of the economy in the city in which you live, right? So that you become an expert on the dynamics of the economy and the real estate market, right? So you could talk to brokers, you could talk to city planners, you could talk to politicians, you could talk to anybody that you want, investors, buyers, sellers, anybody. Just start to learn and start to share what you're learning. Because what's going to happen is that people will tune in and when it comes to that moment that you do want to raise money and that moment, the best time to do that is not today. I hate to say <laughs> it. The best time is to wait until the market turns down. Because when it turns down, two key things will happen. Number one, liquidity will dry up. What does that mean? It means that money will be sucked out of the economy. Banks will stop lending. Investors will stop investing. And therefore, prices will drop. And you will see a lot of distressed real estate, which means, number two, an enormous amount of opportunity. So at that moment, that is the time to then throw your switch from educator of your local economy into investor. And then when you start asking people to invest with you and they look to see who you are, they realize that you know everything there is to know about the little economy that you're in, the micro economy that you're in, right? The micro market that you're in. So that when you, can, when you say to them, this is a good deal, you have built up the credibility to be able to make that statement, right? So it's a long game. It's not a quick game, but be patient. Start today, right? With that process. Uh, and, and when the time comes, you'll be happy that you did. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a creative process. And um, I think all of us to a certain extent, whether we realize it or not, we are all creators by nature. So uh, to, I guess, to get down to even the fundamentals of everything you just shared, create, right? Start creating now. Yeah. And the next part to this question is for uh, some of my more sophisticated listeners, sophisticated investors tuned in today, that maybe they're not crowdfunding any deals yet, or they've heard about it and they're, they're looking to really digitize their previous systems that they were using. Uh, what's the quickest way that they can get started using uh, the internet in a way to raise capital that perhaps they've never considered before? So a slightly crass plug. The besides, quickest way I was going to say, besides listening to your show, but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the fastest way is to give me a call and I'll have them up and running in 90 days. Right? That's the fastest way. But if you want to do it yourself, there are two core uh, pillars to being successful online. Number one is having a good social media presence. And again, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook are the key ones. Make sure that you have consistency in the way that your uh, company or uh, business looks 
or your person or your person if you're if you're the if you're driving it as a personality rather than a company but either way each one of those platforms should have exactly the same look so that no matter when somebody lands there they know that they're with you that's number one build out your profile on each platform this is digital real estate this is is every single accredited investor in the world, right? So you've <laughs> got to use it. So that's number one. Uh, build out your social platform, each one of those platforms using best practices. It's not difficult to figure out how to do that. And then the second pillar is to start to create content and start then feeding that content to those channels. Now, you can focus on one. Some people are very successful focusing exclusively, for example, on LinkedIn, right? So you can just start with LinkedIn. Don't go too far out there, especially if you're doing it on your own. Just take one small step forwards each day. So you could start with LinkedIn, but then start creating your own content. And it's actually a lot easier to do than you think. So I'll give you one super good tip right how to do that really easily very very quickly have a conversation list out the faqs that you are always asked by investors now we're talking to sophisticated developers so you go out there and you pitch all the time right you go and you sit with somebody who's a new investor and they ask you what's your background what do you do you know why do you stand out tell me about your deal and there's going to be a series of questions that you hear all the time Right? That you're just sick of answering these same bloody <laughs> questions all the time. Write those questions down. And with one of your partners, have that conversation. Explain to them, as though they were an investor, exactly what the answer is. And here's the trick. Record it. You can use your phone. You can use your mic on your, on your, on your computer. Record it into an MP3 format. Then have that recording transcribed and, and then edit it. And now suddenly you've got yourself a thought leadership article that you can put on your website and that you can put on social media. All right. It's a fast track. And let me give you one other insight into that really quick. Sure, yeah. I can see you want to say something. <laughs> when you speak, you speak at about 150 words a minute, right? 150. So a 10 minute conversation, if you explain something in 10 minutes, that's 1500 words. In 20 minutes, that's 3000 words. A blog post is going to be anywhere between six. 800 words. Therefore, if you sit with a partner and address three of those subjects in the course of an hour, just one hour, by the end of it, you will have enough written content, right, through the transcript to create three articles. It's not that difficult to do. That's, that's what I would suggest you start with. Yeah. And I, I think probably, so, so guys, everyone listening, we're, we're uh, speaking audio and video today. So, so Adam could see my reactions to some of these. And um, I, I think the excitement in my face was just um, some of those ideas there are so simple. And I feel like I've thought of them before. But again, this is where the value comes in for me, even as a podcast host right now. There's some things that you just said that you know I'm definitely going to look into and, and use to maximize my my brand, that my show, and then definitely for uh, Concordia and ASIM as well. So thank you, sir. My um, great pleasure. We're getting ready here to... See, um, I told you I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah. I do know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but we got three fun questions now, Adam, to, to close this out, give every, everyone a chance to get to know you a little bit more here. So um, the first two questions I have are a little bit more geographically related just because you're in California now, but you're from the UK. So uh, the first question is what is 
you know, what brings you to California? What is your favorite thing about the state of California? Cause you know, there's also a lot of haters out there about California, even though it is, I've, I've lived there for a little bit. It's a cool place. So favorite thing about California. Second question is what was your favorite food growing up in the UK? I'm sure you guys ate a little bit differently than we do in the U S and the third question this one I would say is more just who comes to mind first because it's always a tough one, I think, for even for me to answer. But who has your favorite guest on your show been? Oh, gosh. That's, yes, now. You see, now you're putting me on the spot with that. <laughs> Goodness me. You can save it for uh, last. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that definitely, now I've got to, you know, they were all amazing guests. Everybody's just amazing. I, I learned so much from my guests. First question, why California? What do I like about California? So, gosh, you know what? The first thing that comes to mind is actually, gosh, it sounds a, a little, um, I don't know. It's the climate. <laughs> it sounds right. daft. But I was brought up in Northern England. And in Northern England, we were on the, uh, the, the windward side of the Pennines. What does that mean? Basically, it means that all the moist air from the Atlantic would blow across my hometown, be driven up across the mountain range and would rain on us all the time. It was permanently <laughs> overcast, permanently gray, permanently raining. And I love being in the sunshine, actually, of California. I really do. When I was growing up, my mother would actually take us off school when it was a sunny day. <laughs> crazy thing she would we would she would jump in the car and we'd drive an hour to the beach and we'd play on the beach if it was sunny and here i don't feel like i need to rush outside anymore just to appreciate nature and the outdoors so that's kind of the high level first thing yeah absolutely about california uh, the second question, my favorite food well i'll tell you something adam my kids could answer that <laughs> for you Cadbury's Dairy Milk Chocolate. Okay. End of story. Thank goodness <laughs> for they sell Cadbury's Dairy Milk. If you've not tried it, it will change your life. So try who, who, who sells it? It's in the supermarket here. The supermarket. Oh, oh, okay. Cadbury's <laughs> Dairy Milk. Yeah, Cadbury's is the brand and their dairy milk is. They have a few varieties, but there's nothing like <laughs> English chocolate as far as I'm concerned. Milk right. And then the third one, gosh, I, I really have learned so much over the, uh, over the years with my podcast. It's really difficult to think of a favorite guest. I think, gosh, the best way to answer that is that what I've enjoyed the most about my podcast series, all three of them, is the evolution of my own personal learning. And I think that if you, if, if you have the time and inclination to listen to all of them, and I don't challenge anybody to do that uh, because there's a lot of them. But, is, yep. but you will learn exactly, you can follow exactly my learning curve, actually, uh, because it really was, you know, when I first got into crowdfunding and started talking about that, that was serious too. I remember asking my guests, what is Reg A? What's Reg D? And uh, I went through this kind of process of creating content around that. Now I recognize that people that talk about these concepts are absolutely brand new to the field. And that actually I have come an enormously long way. Uh, the other thing that I enjoy about the podcast, particularly this series, is my own exploration about how to create content from content. 
So I create thought leadership articles from, by transcribing from every single one of my podcasts. I create multiple short videos that go out on social media. I have the long post. They all sit on my website. Uh, it's the, the, the process of discovery. And in Japanese, it's called Kaizen, constant improvement, continual improvement, mm -hmm. discovering ways every single day of doing something better. That, those are the, I think those are the biggest lessons that I've learned. And, and I've learned that really from all of my guests as, as, a, as a community. They've taught me a great deal. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for sharing some of your favorites with us, Adam. Um, first of all, what is the website to your show? And then the second part to that question is what is the single best way for anyone listening today to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the website is Gower Crowd. That's my last name, G-O-W-E-R, Crowd, GowerCrowd.com. And really the best way, and there's a contact page there, so go ahead and use that. But the best thing to sign up for the list uh, sign up for the mailing list there and you will get a uh, first look at all the stuff that I put out and in due course access to, uh, to deal flow as well. Actually, I've got a very interesting thing uh, brewing at the moment. Actually, let me just tell you this. Okay, this okay. is well worth tuning into. So one of my clients, I won't say who yet, you've got to sign up to find <laughs> out a little teaser, uh, is a multi-generational family office. Uh, the family built the O'Hare Airport, actually, wow. in the 1960s. So a major, major player in real estate. They do just they just do investing in de major downtown sky rises, wow. uh, office buildings. And I'm just rolling out an entire investor acquisition system with them. And they have kindly agreed to let me share their journey, their digital marketing journey from zero to extraordinary with my entire database. So if you are interested in finding out more about that and following that evolution from actually not very weak, but m modest to extraordinary, mm -hmm. then uh, definitely sign up and I'll start sending emails out on that very soon. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge honor right there. I, um, I have to keep my eyes and ears open for an opportunity like that as well. That's great. But yeah, Adam, all right. Well, thank you once again for joining us here today on Dream Chasers. This has been an amazing interview. Can't wait to get it out. Any, any parting words before we close it? No, just that it's a pleasure to meet you. And you know, the funny thing is actually, I saw something on somewhere or other that the, it might have been in England where there was a society of Kevins and uh, they all got together, <laughs> together to like have some kind of celebration of something. So we should do an Adam. We you know, should, you know all the Adams. I think I just, I, I got to take a look back to, I was either on a show hosted by, it was Adam Adams. You know, Adam Adams? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some, some good Adams out He's there. He's the double whammy. We should have like a Facebook group or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. We'll have to think about that. It's a bit <laughs> daft. I'm not sure where it really goes, but uh, anyway. No, just a pleasure. Pleasure meeting you, Adam. Really, Absolutely. really am. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level.